The sports fan lives here on ESPN-UP and online with our app, Tanner Hoops, with you Wednesday afternoon. Glad that you're with us for uh, the first sports pen of 2019. Rachel Zerby wow, I from feel ABC honored. Marquette is here. Thank you for being the first of 2019. Such an honor. How was your New Year's? Oh, it was fabulous. It was a great four days of doing nothing. Four days of yes. doing nothing. I had one. Yeah, everything's getting back into the groove of things. It's we had weird. college football yesterday. <laughs> Plenty has been going on despite the change of the calendar, mm-hmm. everything that might have distracted us, what have you. There's still play to dissect and go over, starting with college football yesterday. We learned a lot about the landscape of college football as it stands. We saw LSU snap UCF's 25-game winning streak. We saw Texas dump Georgia, and Ohio State sends Urban Meyer out a winner. I think the only thing I would have changed yesterday is if Ohio State would have lost. <laughs> but I'm still pretty happy with how the new year started. See, I would have to go with I obviously would want UCF to win. You do? I just I just wanted to see what people would have said then on Twitter. It would have been a lot of rage tweeting. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been fun to see, but at the same point, I'm glad we finally put a stop to the nonsense. That's that's about the only thing. I'm glad we put a stop to them thinking they're national champions. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've said this before. I just think it's ridiculous that people don't respect that UCF had a 25-game winning streak in college football. And I do respect that. I respect that. And I was, you know, they're a feel-good story until last year when they beat Auburn was probably the worst thing that could happen to them because then they started running their mouths, and that's where it got old. That's where I started cheering Uh against them. Other than that, I mean, they had a great run. They did. But you got to schedule better than Pitt in the non-conference. Either way, you know, good for them, yeah, what happened. it is what it is. It is, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you consider a couple of years ago when they were 0-12, they're in the yeah. same boat as the Browns where Orlando bars were going to open fridges full of free mm-hmm. beer if they'd finally win a game. They've done a lot of winning here in the last couple of years. They're on the right path. They're, you know, getting recognized somewhat as the power of the group of five. I hope that we get the chance to see them, you know, in a college football playoff, but it's going to have to go to eight teams. Oh, yeah, and talk about the debate of the weekend. It was so funny because when the college football playoff came out, everyone was like, oh, it needs to be eight teams, and Mm -hmm. then it happened, and everyone was like, this is why it shouldn't be eight teams. I'm like, make up your mind, people. Like, obviously, Alabama and Clemson are the two best teams, but you play the game to figure that out. You do. You do. So, like, we would never know. I, I, I just don't see the issue really expanding to eight teams. Like, If anything, know. this season made the case that there needs to be just two teams that make it to the national championship. Yeah, really. Anybody. Yeah. But I don't know if this season would necessarily reflect that. You look back a few years ago and Ohio State won it as a four seed, and I don't know if this year was just a fluke in that sense or what, but clearly there are two teams this season that are – Heads and shoulders mm-hmm. above everybody else this year. And I oh, would have yeah. put Georgia before yesterday. I would have thought Georgia was a close third. And maybe they still are third, but the gap is pretty wide after yesterday. Yeah, I, I just feel like it. I mean, yeah, they got thumped by Texas, but did Georgia, did they care? I don't think they did. I don't think, I mean. But after the smack they talked on Twitter, well, they yeah, needed to care. That was, that was funny. They I did came need to, to bite them in the butt. And I was okay with seeing that. Yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't shed a mm-hmm. tear for that um but what a statement by texas as well they're a team that has been kind of on the 
what's what's the word I'm looking for? Right on the line, that gray yeah. line between are they back or not? And they've looked like they could be or they have been at times. And now maybe this is the statement they were looking for with Tom Herman and that coaching staff that they might finally be back and Texas could realistically be a college football playoff team next year. That's wild. It is wild <laughs> to think. It's like the Vince Young days. Yeah. 15 years ago almost that was. That's Doesn't that make wild. you feel old? Yeah. I still because like going growing to up Vince Young, yeah. he was like one of my favorite yeah. players. His Texas teams were yeah. fun. I remember going to school the day after the national championship mm-hmm. that the, obviously the <laughs> the thriller with USC in that Rose Bowl. But man, that just seems so yeah. long ago and now here we are both with professional jobs <laughs> talking about it. Almost uh, if I could go back to later. 15 years ago. Those were the days. Any national championship <laughs> game from over a decade ago that sticks out to you? That one does for me. Tebow winning over Oklahoma. That one sticks out for whatever reason. Any that sticks out to you Not more really. than any other? Not I, really. I didn't really watch college football that. Mm-hmm. I just kind of watched it to watch it. I didn't really care. I don't want to get too far away from the New Year's <laughs> Six action, but... This is the first time I've had you on since Manny Diaz stepped oh, out of the gosh. temple situation. I knew you'd have a fun <laughs> oh, take God. on this, so I wanted to get the opinion from our very own Temple Owls expert. Absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. So Temple's going to get $6.5 million from Manny Diaz and Jeff Collins combined. Get any more coaches here lately, and they back out. You could get a new stadium Yeah, out of this. really. I mean, that's what we need, but... We just need someone who is going to care for those players. Mm. Like, I feel bad for them. I do, too. Someone needs to – because, like, there's potential there. Mm -hmm. But everyone – I mean, Temple is a stepping stone and will always be a stepping stone until they they hire someone like an Ed Foley or Fran Brown who cares about Philadelphia and Temple. But until then (laughs) – Should they hire Ed Foley full-time? No, absolutely not. You don't think so? no. Tell me I would look at the performance against Duke. Granted, it's reason. not his fault, mm-hmm. but like, come on. I don't know. He's so motivated. He's a good guy I to have on the staff. Obviously, you need him on the staff, but head coach, I don't know. I want to cheer for him as motivational yeah. as, he, as he is. He's so lovable. He is. But yeah, you're right. They need somebody mm-hmm. who not only cares about the program, but can bring them. I, and I didn't forward. know. I saw they interviewed the Texas defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, oh, like there's a good chance he might get it now. They really want like, a defensive guy there, don't they? Every yeah, that that's like an ongoing trend. Mm-hmm. And then they leave in two years, so the trend's <laughs> just going to keep on going. <laughs> well, they're one of the better group of five teams, but you mentioned that they're a stepping stone. There's not really a program where guys come and they want to establish a legacy there. Matt Rule did it, and he went on to Baylor. Mm-hmm. You wonder if those group of five teams, is there any group of five team that anyone's there for longevity? Like right now, UCF is probably the pinnacle, but do you think Josh Heupel is using that as a stepping stone, or is he committed to UCF? I don't know. I think it's tough because UCF, they've kind of made like the national spotlight, so Mm -hmm. I feel like the best bet is longevity for them. Mm -hmm. But all the other American Athletic Conference teams, it's a stepping stone. Because you think, I mean, Temple's a great example. Two coaches go and now – they are both in Power Five. I mean, Baylor and Georgia Tech. But mm-hmm. 
Manny, if Whatever. you really want to count Manny. Yeah, and, and Miami. Miami. As soon as I saw that news come out that I, I, I knew it was happening. I just you saw the Mark Rick yeah. retirement and you thought it's going to happen? Did it surprise I mean, you it to happen sense. later that day? Kind of. 11 hours. It didn't, it didn't take long, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that it makes sense. I get it from his standpoint. But for the players, like it was just early signing period. Mm-hmm. You just had players sign. And now they're stuck without a head coach. Yeah. And he – because it was like it brought up the debate on Twitter. Everyone was like, well, does he have to sit out a year like every player who has to transfer? <laughs> it's like, good point, but no. <laughs> we are 240 days away from Temple versus Miami. Oh, I, I can't wait. Temple plays fun? Miami and Georgia Tech and in the, Georgia in the Tech coming next years. Season. I hope UM loses every game. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a lot of problems to figure out. They had such a disappointing mm-hmm. year this season. Then they get thumped by Wisconsin in the bowl game for the second straight year. So I don't think there's too many people that feel sorry for them and their no, turnover chain. No. <laughs> it was funny. I saw someone who was like, the Miami athletic director deserves a turnover change for stealing <laughs> someone's coach in like two weeks. I was like, that, that's funny. So no turnover train to chain it to North, North Broad. Pretty upset about that, but... Hopefully we get someone decent. Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette is in the studio with us. Not only is college going through the coaching carousel, but the NFL is doing a lot of that as well. Report came out today saying that Notre Dame's Brian Kelly is, quote, a coach of interest for Tampa Bay. Whatever that means, I don't know. I wonder how much that actually means as a Notre Dame fan, how much I should read into that. I'll say this. I don't know if Brian Kelly is wanting to leave Notre Dame or even if he would consider an NFL job, but he's been there nine years, and he's had some successful years and some not-so-successful years. But nine years at any place is a long time, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if he wants to be a lifetime college coach. I wonder if he wants to make the transition to the NFL or if he would be any good at it. I mean, you look what happened to his brother. He's never really got back on his feet since coming back to the college level. I don't know. Would Brian Kelly be a good fit down at Tampa Bay? Because right now I'm not totally convinced he's a good fit at Notre Dame. I feel like with all these firings, people are literally just tossing names around Mm -hmm. to get people riled up. (laughs) That's just like, it's just like the most random people that you never, like does Brian Kelly, does he want to go to the NFL? Has that ever been in talks? And if he were to go to the NFL, would he want the Tampa job? I would think there'd be a lot better jobs yeah. that you could step into. Like, you don't know what your quarterback situation is going to be next year. They say they're bringing Jameis back, but do you want Jameis if you're a first-year NFL yeah. head coach? Do you want to put your trust in the hands of Crab Legs guy? No. no I, I wouldn't. I, I would know. think he's coming off a playoff appearance at Notre Dame, and you know I, I'm not on the Fire Kelly bandwagon, but I certainly – certainly think that there are better college coaches out there than him. You know, I have my share of complaints with him, Mm -hmm. but he's coming off a college football playoff appearance and undefeated regular season. I would think he would want to stay at a place where he can probably achieve a lot better success than he would in the NFL. Especially with the Bucks too. With the Bucks, Like, granted, he can't really pick and choose where he goes because there's a lot more appealing jobs out there, but... I don't know. If I were him, I'd stay at Notre Dame. We were coming off a college playoff appearance. 
Well, Lincoln Riley got locked up yesterday. Yeah. Oklahoma signed him to a long-term deal, and I think that was the right move for Lincoln Riley. He's a young, up-and-coming coach, doesn't know what situation mm-hmm. he'll get into in the NFL. Another guy who's coming off a playoff berth and at the college level, I think he made the right move staying at Oklahoma. Yeah, and they did that at the right time, too. Yes, they did. They're like, no one's taking him. <laughs> <laughs> Market's starting to heat up for NFL coaches, nine of them, I mean... All those vacancies, and I don't know if there's nine NFL-caliber head coaches that are out there, but... Like, my thing is, there's nine openings, so is everyone just going to, like, rotate? Mm-hmm. Like, all the nine coaches that got fired, are they just going to, like, go to a different NFL team now? There's a few of them I think could. I think Adam Gase could be yeah. a head coach somewhere next season. He might be a good fit over in Denver. It sounds like Mike McCarthy is going to go somewhere. Yeah, he's interviewing with the Browns tomorrow, which... I think there are better situations yeah. for him than Cleveland. You know, prayers up for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's not going to go too well. I don't either. I, I, don't I mean, either. Mike and like Aaron Rodgers didn't supposedly get along. No. So I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> see Mike and Baker, Baker getting along <laughs> either. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> We're up against a break, but I don't want to continue to touch on the NFL head coaching searches. We'll do that after this on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Danner Hoops, Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette with you. Once again, first show of 2019, just after the new year. Now we're coming off Black Monday for NFL head coaches, and it was busier than usual i know they got four of those nine out of the way prior to monday but the axes really started flying once we got to monday morning nine vacant nfl head coaching jobs were you a little surprised how it went down to atlanta with dan quinn staying on staff as defensive coordinator yeah that's a little strange it was a little strange <laughs> i i think i read that like five times to mm-hmm. comprehend what was going on I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> he went to the Super Bowl two years yeah. ago. He's a defensive coach, and that defense was the worst part of their team this mm-hmm. year. And that's what kept him from having maybe a 9-10 yeah. win season. And they are a team that people were predicting they were going to bounce back yeah. next season, have maybe 10 wins. But then the head coach steps aside and assumes a coordinator role. That's just surprising it's to strange. me. Is Atlanta the best job in the market right now? Vacant head coaching job in the NFL? That's a tough question. It is a tough question. I think it could be if you're an offensive mind. For an offensive mm-hmm. mind, it's probably the best job there because you've got a really good defensive guy in Dan Quinn. He's been a great coordinator. He's had some good defensive teams. They weren't this year. There's reason that they can bounce back. But you've got a lot of pieces on offense that could be really good. Guys like Sanu and Jones to throw to. Austin Hooper such an underrated tight end. Coleman, if he comes back in the backfield. Freeman. Um... Then Matt Ryan, I know he's aging, but he's still got mm-hmm. a couple good seasons left in him, I would think. I would think that'd be the job Mike McCarthy would want. Yeah, I, I feel like the Falcons, it's like the most disappointing team of, how do I want to word this? Of this season? Like the, yeah, when that got fired. Well, Mike Zimmer didn't get fired, right. but of coaches got fired. Fires, I feel okay. like Atlanta kind of is the most appealing because mm-hmm. I feel like they have the most potential, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. I don't know. That would be a place where you could realistically expect to step in your first year and maybe win yeah. 10, 11 games, do something like what Sean McVay and Matt Nagy have been doing. I mean, because just last year, what, they lost to the Eagles, mm-hmm. right? 
so like they like were good last year. They were pretty good last year. <laughs> and then something happened. Two years ago, they were really good yeah. until the third quarter. I was say, of the, the Super Falcons Bowl. was always a team I never wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, now it's, they're a scary team. Yeah. You have Sanu that can throw the ball. You can play quarterback probably better than Jeff Driscoll over in Cincinnati this year. It's hard to think of anyone worse in the NFL. Maybe that, well, Nathan Peterman's still out there. Who did he just sign with? Oakland. Yeah. Not, oh, that, that's not surprising. <laughs> I'm starting to doubt John Gruden a little bit. What a bit. dumpster fire. <laughs> Man, getting rid of Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, but loading up with Nathan Peterman, a guy whose career passing passer rating, what have you, is sub-40. His passer rating this season was 36. You get 39 for spiking the ball. His average <laughs> passer rating is lower than what you would get for spiking the football into the ground. That's pretty bad. Is Gruden just doing this for, like, attention? I don't like, think so. Like, is this, like, a PR, like, kind of move? I don't <laughs> is know. He just, is he just, like, not really with it? I, I can't speculate <laughs> or speak to that in any way why anyone would want Nathan Peter. I mean, I'm sure he's a good guy. I don't yeah. want to rip on him so badly, but... Man, he's not an NFL quarterback. Yeah, being a good guy doesn't mean you're going to win football games. Right. I mean, how is he still in the NFL? Is that, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to figure out. But I don't know. He might get a shot if things don't go well with Derek Carr. everyone deserves a second chance, I guess. Or like a third, a third fourth. third, fourth, whatever he's <laughs> yes, on by yeah. now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette is in studio with us. And it's hard to think of a quarterback who has been worse over the last five years or something and Pitt has been known for producing those remember Tom Savage he was in the league for a Houston team that made the playoffs a couple of years mm-hmm. ago racking my brain he's up there with Jeff Driscoll Tom Savage man it's hard to think if there's anybody on that kind of a playing field uh, I can't think I, of I never anybody. even heard of Nathan Peterman before before the NFL yeah. well, he was a Pitt guy not really surprised. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. You Philadelphians. Uh, just you got that ri- east-west rivalry. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> oh, looking around the college slate again, we have one game left until college football is in the books. And it's the one for all the marbles. Five days from now, we get Alabama-Clemson, the rematch. And in each of their last 110 games, not counting when they play each other, They've combined for 106 wins out of their last 110 games. They are the bar right now, far and away in college football. Do you have a pick going into this Monday? No. Not yet. Think about it. I mean, I don't know. I don't don't like either team. I don't either. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I am sick of it, People complain about the NBA. I'm sick of college football in Alabama and Clemson. It's getting to be (laughs) Warriors-Cavs, or at least what that used to be. That'll be changed this season. I think I'm going to go with Alabama yeah. in this one, although I do think this is the best version of each team that Dabo or Saban has ever had at their respective mm-hmm. school. I think this is it for both of them, but I think Alabama's going to end up taking it. Bama, they're just always on a different level. Yes, I don't they know. are. But then Clemson is on a different level, too. They are, too. But I don't know. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun national yeah. championship game. NFL playoffs start this weekend. Are you... Still smarting for the Vikings, or are you okay to talk about it? Oh, I'm, I'm okay to talk about it. <laughs> I, I let some steam off with my dad yesterday when he called me. So, Looking at the postseason, anybody that you like that stands out right now? I hate, I, call me psycho, but like, there is this feeling in my stomach 
that the Eagles are going to make a run. Do you really? Yes. Something is telling me that Nick Foles is going to give. Uh, honestly, I think whoever wins between the Eagles and the Bears has mm. a very good chance of going to the Super Bowl. That's the team to to look for in the NFC, the underdog yeah. that flies under the radar. Eagles are peaking at the right time. They've still got the team that won the Super Bowl last season. Their offensive line is starting to look more like they did last <laughs> season. And Nick Foles is back at quarterback. And I don't know that they should cut ties with Wentz and make Nick Foles the NFC. Uh, NFL's franchise quarterback. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that he distributes the ball better and more evenly than Wentz did. He stays on the field better than Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, staying healthy. And Wentz's favorite target was Zach Ertz. That's all he would target. Now, you're really getting the ball distributed and the offense is looking better. So, for whatever reason, Nick Foles is a better fit. I wouldn't say a better quarterback, but he's a better fit with Philadelphia. Still, I don't think you can cut ties with Carson Wentz. He's younger, oh, no. more longevity. Yeah. His ceiling's probably higher for him than it was for Foles. Yeah, I, I mean, Carson Wentz, he, they obviously picked him. He's going to be their franchise quarterback. But I feel like, depending what Nick Foles does this postseason, I could see him starting somewhere else as much as even the, the other time like last week or last time I was on here I was saying how I don't feel like Nick Foles wants to be that starting quarterback mm -hmm. but he wins the big games he does Carson big Wentz games. like leads them there but then Nick Foles like finishes it off right whereas like how is Wentz going to perform like you don't even know how Wentz is going to perform in the postseason mm -hmm. yeah we haven't even seen him in yeah. the postseason yet he's been in here two he just years. happens to get hurt yeah before he's had the two season ending injuries is two <laughs> <laughs> two seasons in the NFL He's basically the starting pitcher, and then Nick Foles yeah. comes in relief. I just want, I think, from my standpoint, I just want the story to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, how incredible would that be if Nick Foles just led him to another Super Bowl? I don't think it's going to happen, uh, realistically, but I don't know. Something tells me that those Eagles, they, they worry me, especially because they're the underdog again. Right. I mean, it wouldn't be unheard of to see yeah. a six seed run the table. Packers did that back when they won their Super uh -huh. Bowl. If anyone can get by that Bears defense, though, I mean, they've earned it. There's a lot of oh, people yeah. going all in on the Bears being a Super Bowl team this year, and they're good enough to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they can win three games to do it with one of them being in the Superdome. I just don't know who's going to go into the Superdome and knock off the Saints. I'm not saying it can't happen. Uh -huh. I just don't know who's going to do it. I don't think L.A.'s going to do it. I think Chicago has a better yeah. chance than L.A. doing it. I, I don't know. It's tough. It is tough. <laughs> they're not unbeatable, but... Man, in the Superdome, that's one of the yeah. toughest places to play in the NFL. And I don't know who who's going to do mm -hmm. it, who's going to beat them, who would be the kind of matchup to do it. I am excited to see Nick Foles go up against Khalil Mack this weekend, though. Speculate, <laughs> but we're going to enjoy that. Oh, that point, he, like, he has bruised ribs. Yeah. They better protect him back yeah. there. He's going to have cracked ribs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Khalil Mack was the steal yeah. of the year this season. He's Incredible. up there along with Aaron Donald. I know Aaron Donald is the, you know, he's the sexy defensive choice for MVP this year. I still think that Khalil Mack is a better defensive player. I really uh, do. Khalil Mack literally single-handedly made the Bears a better team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like people are <laughs> talking insane. about Vic Fangio, the Bears' defensive coordinator, is an NFL head coaching candidate. Fill one of these vacancies. He could just as well make Khalil Mack yeah. the head coach somewhere else. He's the one that yeah, sparked his defense. Literally. I mean, yeah, no, Khalil Mack is the Chicago Bears. He is the Chicago Bears. He's the reason for the resurgence. <laughs> yeah. How about this? Let's speculate 
just kind of go wild. If the Eagles got a Gruden-like offer where they could make Nick Foles their franchise quarterback by dealing Carson Wentz to a place like Denver for a Khalil Mack-type deal, four first-round picks, I mean, would you do it? I might do it, to be honest. I would think about it. I would probably think about it. I mean, you're putting your trust in a guy with less longevity, but he keeps winning the big games for you, and you have a chance to really stack yourself for the near future. I don't think it'll happen, but there are teams out there who would love to have Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz needs to stay healthy. Like, he shows spurts that he can be good, but I just don't know. It, like, kind of... Not worries me because I really don't care about the Eagles, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a little shaky on edge, especially second year, second year in a row. Second year. I don't know. Hasn't they seen were in the table without him last year. Uh, real quick before we go to break, we can go to the AFC. I wish the Chargers got one of the top two seats because they would be my pick if they only had to win two and have at least one, maybe both those games at home. They would be my pick to win the AFC. But I don't think they can win three probably all on the road and get there. They're a good enough team, and I'd like to see them do it. But I don't think they're going to. Patriots are going to do it. I really think so. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't want... (sighs) I know. I don't want to see another It happens every year, though. Every year. I know. But Kansas City, they need to be a good defensive team. And they just haven't this season. I think that New England could go into Arrowhead and knock them off if Kansas City is still there by that time. Mm-hmm. We know their postseason struggles this uh, throughout this, what, last 50 years or yeah. so. I just wouldn't be surprised to see Tom Brady do it again. And, you know, I know they're not the unbeatable dominant team like they have been in the past, but every time they lose a game, you get the overreaction that the Patriot dynasty is ending. And I'll tell you this, it doesn't matter who's at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, who's on defense. As long as Bill Belichick is head coach, they yeah. are guaranteed to go no worse than 11-5 and five every year. It's a guarantee. I agree. Yep. Death taxes the Patriots <laughs> yeah, winning at least 11 literally. games every year. Exactly. Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette is in the studio with us. We are up against a break. We'll take a timeout. We'll switch over to the NBA after this, and we'll break down the Yankees' move. Last night signing Troy Tulowitzki. All that is next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. The Sports Pen lives here on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Rachel Zerby with you Wednesday afternoon. Our first show of 2019, and here's your first Sports Center update of the new year. Alex Ovechkin has announced that he will be skipping the upcoming NHL All-Star game in order to gain extra rest. The league responded by suspending him for one game. The Philadelphia Phillies plan to meet with slugger Bryce Harper at his home in Las Vegas next week. And finally, the University of Texas has released a statement in regards to a pregame incident at last night's Sugar Bowl in which their mascot, a 1,700-pound steer named Bevo, appeared to charge the University of Georgia Bulldog Ugga. Bevo's handler says that the Longhorn was not, in fact, trying to trample the Bulldog, but that he was aggravated because he was crowded and didn't have room to move. He was simply trying to make space for himself, and the Bulldog's presence was a mere accident. 
I don't totally buy that, but it was a no. good representation of how the game went. Yeah, it really was. It was foreshadowing. I mean, who thought like that was a good idea for a dog and like? A, I know they were trying to make the mascots whatever. meet. Somebody thought a seventeen hundred pound Texas Longhorn yeah. and this tiny little live bulldog wearing a sweater. <laughs> they, they tried to introduce those two like, to what, each other. And thought what it'd were be a they good trying idea. to get yeah. from that? I'm just confused. No one's buying that. No. It was just an accident that the dog just happened to be there. No. Come on, Texas. Yeah, like, they were doing the mascot meetup. Yeah, like, the mascot meetup. Just admit that the Longhorn wanted to go after the Bulldog, whatever it is. Could you imagine if USC was playing in that game and it was the horse trying to trample the little dog? <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't want to imagine <laughs> that. I like Uga. I was upset last year when they came to Notre Dame and Notre Dame didn't allow him to be there. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, everywhere I, I thought they banned, or was that college basketball where they banned like live mascots or Notre Dame has the policy for football for that and I think it's up to certain colleges what their policy is in regards to live mascots being there interesting okay they make the exception with the leprechaun though who by the way became an internet meme over the weekend when Notre Dame hosted the (laughs) NHL winter classic and slips on the ice takes a tumble while skating with the flag for real? For real. <laughs> I didn't I'm surprised see that. you That's haven't funny. seen that. No, yet. I didn't. It's sprinkled in there along with the Sandra Bullock blindfold memes. Those <laughs> Amazing. Are right now. Not gonna lie, I watched Bird Box strictly because I was like, why Sandra Bullock in a boat with a blindfold mm-hmm. on? I had to know, and now I know, and it all makes sense. I'm starting to see where people I don't want to say hate, but have something against younger generations when they're saying Sandra Bullock is the bird box lady. I mean, I watched that because of Sandra Bullock, yeah. not because. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, That's she, uh, offensive. It is kind of offensive. They had some big names in that bird box movie. I mean, the uh, John Malkovich was yeah. in there, and then Dr. Wong from SVU, Law and Order. He was in it. He was only in it for a little bit. He died kind of early. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, that anyway, was a good movie, though. Back to sports. Uh, touching on the Winter Classic NHL style. That was pretty fun, seeing Notre Dame Stadium ready for ice hockey. And it's going to be like that until the weekend because Notre Dame is going to play an outdoor game against Michigan on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, too. Those teams split in Ann Arbor before Christmas break, and now they get to play two at Notre Dame, one of them outside. So I'm excited to see that. Boston got a 4-2 win over Chicago. How about the NHL clapping back at Ovi today? They suspend him for one game when he announces he's skipping the All-Star break. Who cares? I don't get that. They want Ovechkin. They want the guy who just won the cup and partied with it pretty hard. They've made new yeah. personal laws against the cup, like no more drinking out of it, thanks to Ovechkin, Ovi's law. <laughs> but they want him in there. But like, no offense, who watches the NHL All-Star Ryan Steed from the Mining Journal was here last week, and he said the same thing. I do. I like the NHL I don't even know when it is. Is it, is it on TV? It is. What For did weeks. they do? Like, do they have, like, you know how... NBA, they'll have like a three point contest. Like, do they have any fun stuff like that? Well, they've got a skills contest on oh. the Friday night, Friday okay. the 25th. They've got the skills contest, what have you. Then Saturday, they've got a three on three tournament. So they take the four divisions and they take the best players from each division and they play a three on three tournament. And then, Interesting. yeah, semifinals and a championship. And then, do they have like a game or no? Nope, that is. 
the game. A three on three? A three on three tournament. That's so lame. It is not lame. <laughs> what? It's fun. That's I weird. Love it. I love it. We got to put So, that that what they pool. broadcast the whole tournament? The whole tournament. How long does that take? Well, they only play abbreviated periods. I mean, it's oh. it's short. I, yeah, I guess that makes But yeah. the scoring is sometimes like 10 to 8, 7 to 5. It gets pretty high. That's weird. It's kind of fun. We should put that on the poll. Do you watch the NHL no. All-Star game? Is the NHL All-Star game good? Does it need to change? What have you? When is NHL All-Star weekend? Three weeks. Three oh. weeks from now. 25th and 26th of January. Interesting. Okay. Let's uh, switch to <laughs> basketball. Philadelphia. What a night it was for them last night. They go out to the West Coast. Things get a little chippy. And that's the way Jimmy Butler and the Philadelphia fans like it. Exactly. His comment was amazing. That's why that's he, he fits right in. And his comment was? He said, well, first backstory, he got ejected because mm-hmm. he fought, literally, like, shoved Avery Bradley, mm-hmm. like, out of nowhere. And he said, I thought Philly fans would like that. And we do. We like to show, we like to see that toughness. I appreciate it. <laughs> People around here remember the Detroit Piston bad boys days. Oh, yeah. Are the Sixers comparable to that? Are they starting to be the new bad boys of the NBA? No, I wouldn't go to that extent. Not but yet. Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid, they don't hold back. No, they don't. They're emotional so, guys that wear it all on their sleeve. I don't think I, it's not going to get to the extent of the bad boys. but. And then Ben Simmons is there just kind of taking it all yeah. in right now. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't strike me as the one. No. I mean, he's not going to really hold back, but he, I don't think he'll ever get into a physical altercation. Philadelphia, and man, they're doing their thing right now. And uh, last night we got another look at the Bucks and the Pistons, and this time it really wasn't close. What's happening to the Bucks? I'm sorry, what's happening to the Pistons? They are on the downslide big time. Like they go on five game uh-huh. winning streaks and follow it up with five game losing streaks. I don't know if they're a good team or not. I don't know. They're a, they're a playoff team. Yeah, but I don't think they're. <laughs> Good. Are they really? Are I don't they know. One piece away, two. I mean, what do they need to do? Obviously, changes need to be made if they really want to contend. They need like guard play. Yeah. I mean, you have Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, mm-hmm. and that's it. And your top guard is Reggie like, Jackson, yeah. Reggie Bullock, Luke Kennard. Remember when the Pistons passed on Donovan Mitchell? Ouch. I will never let that go. That's got to hurt. People up here are crying. Sorry. Rachel Zerby once again from ABC Marquette is in the studio with us. Pistons try to get back on track tonight when they visit Memphis, and we're hoping they do. Memphis yeah. is a winnable game. <laughs> How about uh, other Philadelphia news mentioned in the update that the Phillies are meeting with Bryce Harper? Could be a big get. He's he would be the lion's share of this offseason and free agency for whoever gets him. Manny Machado's still out there, I know, but getting Bryce Harper, and it'd just be huge. So they're going to Vegas, the Phillies are, to try and court him and bring him in there. Manny Machado's kind of a toss-up where he's going to go right now because the Yankees signed Troy Tilowitzki last night, but they say that they're still going after Manny Machado. I don't know if Troy Tilowitzki is honestly an upgrade at shortstop for the Yankees over D.D. Gregorius. I mean, he's younger, he stays healthy, and he hits for power. Five years ago, Tulo might have been the the giant catch of the free agent market, but it's not that anymore. He's kind of over the hill. He's got some good years left, but 
he's not an upgrade over Gregorius, and he's certainly not on Machado's level. Yeah, um, I don't really know. I don't think I feel like Philadelphia is not going to get Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, and it's going to be disappointing. I think Manny Machado is going to the Yankees, Ew. and Bryce Harper is going to the Dodgers. Mm. Because rumor has it, what I read is that Machado and Harper don't want to play in Philadelphia. Mm. Oh, and so okay. if you don't want to so. play for us, then we don't want you anyway. I wish it will be very disappointing, though, if we don't get either of them. I wish the audience could see your facial expressions <laughs> talking about that. It's a little, little terrifying. I'm glad I'm not the one who said it. <laughs> but that's all right. You take I, your sports seriously and you love your city. I'm just saying, I like, I don't that. understand why you wouldn't want to play in Philadelphia. It's mm-hmm. one of the most passionate fan bases. We're not going to hate you. We're going to love you. But They're if you coming. don't come here... I mean, granted, you're going to get booed out of our stadium for the rest of your life, you know? They're up and coming, and I tell you what, I'd rather see those two go, or at least one of the two go there rather than the Dodgers or the Yankees. It's so, like, the Dodgers and Yankees, like, mm-hmm. I'm so sick of hearing about that, too. I am, too. too. I am, too. <laughs> yeah, the Yankees next year are going to either mm-hmm. spending, contending selves. Dodgers, I will just laugh if they aren't able to get... Bryce Harper, and they made that terrible trade dealing Yasiel Puig and Matt Kemp, along with Alex Wood, to Cincinnati to get back Homer Bailey. Which, by the way, is there a more country name in all of sports than Homer Bailey? No, absolutely not. I'm kind of upset that they are splitting up that battery. The Reds' former battery with Tucker Barnhart, the most (laughs) (laughs) most country-sounding battery in all of sports and all of baseball you can never get a better no. pairing than that i just picture like cowboy boots and plaid right now <laughs> hearing those themes <laughs> you can go back to iowa and have some of those yeah things. maybe not quite that that country maybe you kind Wait. of give me the look that you think so <laughs> it, i'm just not gonna say anything speaking I'll of keep... iowa they got the win yesterday in the outback bowl 27 to 22 over mississippi state Here's a bold prediction. We can go back and take this tape about five years from now. The Hawkeyes will play in the Outback Bowl again on January 1st of 2024 because yesterday they played in the Outback Bowl. Five years ago yesterday, they played in the Outback Bowl. Ten years ago yesterday, they played in the Outback Bowl. And 15 years ago yesterday, the Hawkeyes played in the Outback Bowl. Seriously? So every five years they're in the Outback Bowl? It's a five-year cycle. The Hawkeyes are in the Outback Bowl. They're pretty much just always going to be in the Outback Bowl, except for the one of every five years where they make a run and people think that they have a shot at the college football playoff. They have one good year out of every five, and then they're middle of the road. Outback Bowl, Citrus Bowl. Defense looked pretty good in that game. TJ Hawkinson, I give him a ton of credit. He's going to be a good NFL tight end when he gets to the draft. He grew up 20 miles from my hometown. He is Iowa's all-time leader in high school touchdown reception so it's a good game out of him good game out of easily and a good game out of the hawkeye defense as they get the win down south rachel zerby from abc marquette's in the studio with us we're back to finish this thing off after this on espn up check out the up's live and local sports talk show the sports pen weekday afternoons at four on espn up and on the espn up app Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Danner Hoops and Rachel Zerby with you, winding down to the 5 o'clock hour. Oh, we were talking about bowl games. <laughs> Man, some of these 
We, you look back at them, Capital One Bowl is no more, and that's one that was actually fairly prestigious. I mean, it's not gone completely. They just renamed it. But you look at some of these bowls, like the Red Box Bowl and the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. That's a pretty good one, but still, some of these names. Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. <sighs> Are these cities and these companies really that excited to have six and six seven and five mid-level schools like north texas play utah state in games like this a game that really doesn't matter i mean is that fun to play these games in mid-december bowl games is one concept i honestly will i I just don't understand Mm -hmm. i don't get i just want to know do teams like I was, we were saying off air, do teams even get excited for these games? You have I wouldn't be. How many weeks off before you just play one game around the holidays mm-hmm. for nothing but like a trophy, mm-hmm. like a pat on the back? Here you won. Like the stands are empty for most of them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of embarrassing. The games are horrible. Mm-hmm. Besides the New Year's six, yeah. the New Year's Day ones. So I just don't understand. It's all a money maker. Like if That's all it is. Let's say you're a school in like Idaho or Eastern Michigan or someone with ties to the to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Do you really want to travel to Boise right before Christmas no. for a meaningless game? No. I mean, why would you? It's I, it does it just doesn't make sense. Too many bowl games. It's Entirely way to too many. New Year's Six and maybe mm-hmm. a few others you can sprinkle in there, and let's call it good. Yeah. Did you see the Red Box Bowl the other day? I saw one clip. I didn't watch it. I saw the clip of Brian Lewerke trying to, like, handle the snap. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, fell out of his hands and, like, continued to fall. And, like, he couldn't pick it up. And I was like, this is this is bad. Like, it's just goal. pure bad football. It was so bad. So bad. First time in 15 years that a bowl game was scoreless at halftime. And this was an Oregon team that five years ago... They were known for their offense. Uh And then coaches, they start rolling through them. Mark Helfrich was there. Willie Taggart was there. Now it's Mario Cristobal. And they win a 7-6 game in the Red Box Bowl. Like, it's like you spent how long out in San Fran Mm -hmm. for you to play in a 7-6 football game? The Red Box Bowl. I wonder what kind of, like... I don't know if gift bags is the right term or player <laughs> packages, but what the players get yeah. for being in the Red Box Bowl. Probably, like, here's free DVDs that no one even probably knows what a DVD is these <laughs> days. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know. If they had the Netflix Bowl. Oh, that would be awesome. I'd love to play in that. Yeah. I mean, think about That and, like, what the Chick-fil-A get. Bowl. Give me all the Chick-fil-A yes. in the world. <laughs> I could go for some Chick-fil-A. The Hulu Bowl, the Amazon oh, Prime, yeah. something like that. Let's do that instead of the... Gasparilla Bowl. I don't even know what that is. It's like Bad Boy. I'm pretty sure bad Temple was in that. They were. They might have been. They want it. It was like the Bad Boy Mowers. It was such a cool name. But it's like, what's the point? I don't get it. Like, no one wants to travel to these games around the holidays. No. Especially when they're across the country. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hawaii is always in the Hawaii Bowl, too. It's basically a home game for yeah. them. It's like a 13th game just to put on their schedule. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to go to Hawaii for a bowl yeah, game, absolutely. except that one's kind of meaningless. Yeah. Like, if they put a meaningful game in Hawaii, and it was somebody other than Hawaii mm-hmm. playing in it every year, it's like the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It'd be fun. Yeah. I think it'd be a fun game. Like, I went to two of Temple Bowl games, and not going to lie, obviously it was a blast. Mm-hmm. 
but I didn't care about what was going on in the field. <laughs> you know, like it's it's a social event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I saw Matt Rule one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was the American Athletic. Con- Never mind. Mm. Disregard what I just said. But yeah, bowl games are fun from a fan standpoint mm. because it, it's an excuse to like go down to Florida, and mm-hmm. I went to Annapolis, Maryland. But other than that, how was Annapolis? It was really. We, I was at, it was at the Naval Annapolis. Academy, mm. so I kind of felt like bad acting the way we did like oh, you're boy. like tailgating on like navy's you know it's it's weird but it was it was beautiful it was really fun it sounds like a fun place to go what's the what? funnest city that you've That's ever just... got to attend for a sporting event and, hmm. uh, that's a tough one that's a tough one isn't it i mean favorite venue maybe well i covered a temple women's basketball game in cameron indoor stadium mm. They played, it actually played Oregon, who the Oregon girls now are like skyrocketed. They're really good. good. So that was really cool. Hmm. But I mean, game day experience wise, not to be biased or anything, but nothing beats game day in Philadelphia. Well, sure. Nothing beats (laughs) Temple football. Go Owls. Yeah, I'd say the same thing about Notre (laughs) Dame. That's probably the greatest experience that I've been able to go to and see. So. I, I will say this about the University of Minnesota and our GM, Tom Mogish here, a former Gopher hockey player, that they do hockey at Mariucci Arena in Minneapolis, unlike any place at the college level. That place is like Notre Dame for football because of the history and the tradition uh-huh. that is there. If you've never been to a hockey game at the University of Minnesota, totally should. It's a lot of fun. I've never been there. You've never been to, you've been to Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. Because you went a couple of weeks yeah. ago for the that first was, I mean, time U.S. Ever. Bank Stadium, obviously, U.S. Bank cool, Stadium. But. Well, if I had a favorite moment to pick, I could say the favorite experience was Notre Dame Stadium. Favorite moment, Minneapolis yeah. Miracle, probably. That, I couldn't even imagine being in there. <laughs> Especially hearing how loud it gets on just a normal mm-hmm. game day. That had to be wild. <laughs> Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette is in the studio with us. Sports pen winded down on a Wednesday afternoon. So just one more game again left on the college uh, football slate. We've got the World Junior Hockey Tournament starting up the quarterfinals tonight. The U.S. takes on the Czech Republic. I love how they do this at the World Juniors. They've got 10 teams. You play the preliminary round where you get pool play four games you play the other four teams in your pool the top four in each pool move on so there's two teams that don't get to go on to the knockout round but they're still in the tournament i love what they do you talk about how meaningless bowl games are at the world junior hockey tournament they make the two teams that finish last in their pool play a best of three series to finish out the tournament to find out who like gets last place basically yeah <laughs> like you're i'm second to last in your last place haha so basically <laughs> we get the pleasure of watching denmark and kazakhstan play in a best of three series so it's to probably like bad hockey too yeah denmark hasn't even scored a goal Aww. in this tournament they lost 14 nothing to canada oh. they lost their other three games all four to nothing sad so you think the college football <laughs> is too many games meaningless yeah. games Den- Denmark and Kazakhstan are going to play in a best of three series to find out who is ninth at the World Junior Hockey Tournament. Sounds exhilarating. And it's going to be Must watch TV. Yeah, I'll <laughs> sure wait up until 1.30 in the morning to oh, watch yeah. that. I'll be awake for sure. You think there are people in Kazakhstan who, because this tournament's in uh, British Columbia, it's over in Vancouver. 
it's on the other side of the world. You think there are going to be people that are up at whatever horrible hour of the Maybe. day it is? I feel like that's probably exciting to them. Well, probably, but is it exciting playing Denmark for ninth no. place? I don't know if I'd stay up for that. <laughs> no. I feel like they've got enough. of. <laughs> they've got their fill of that tournament, and they're ready to be done with it. Yeah. I don't blame them. <laughs> I like the World Juniors, though, as a tournament. That's a lot of fun to be able to see. The U.S. has done well in it the last few years. They go on title defense tonight, taking on the Czech Republic. But that's a fun tournament to be able to see. And I'll tell you what, if you know any Canadians, you follow any Canadians on Twitter, maybe you just look under the hashtags, what have you, when they lose in the World Juniors, especially if it's to the U.S., it's really fun <laughs> to go on there and read some of those tweets. I'll have to keep my eye out for that. Well, you'll... Get a few of those yeah. in the next five days or so <laughs> if they aren't playing for a gold medal, which they've lost to the U.S. in each of the last two years. Grant Petoni, by the way, assistant coach last year for the gold medal team. So he uh, gets that distinction from the Northern men's hockey representation, what have you. Which, by the way, we're hoping that they have arrived safely in Alaska. Their flight took off and... They're going to make that trip twice in two weeks, so yeah, here we go. quite the weekend. Quite the weekend as they go to Alaska. They are in Fairbanks first, and then they're in Anchorage next weekend. Wow. I mean, having to do that twice in a matter of two weeks. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> College guys at that yeah. level. They're doing this on their break and everything. I, I don't know. Alaska's a cool place, but around New Year's? Have you been to Alaska cool. before? I have been to Alaska. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, back in 2010. Did you see moose? I didn't see moose. Any moose? Mooses? Moose? I, I made the same mistake. <laughs> I still remember it because my fourth grade teacher roasts me in front of the class oh before I knew what roasting was. I didn't know the plural of moose. I thought it was meese. <laughs> I thought it was meese. Is, is there a plural? Mooses? I think it's... I or just know. moose? I don't know. But I did see moose. A moose. Or I don't know. Because you know how, like, geese is, like, goose is, Yeah, that's like, what geese? I thought. That's what I thought. It's, I'm like, goose is geese, so moose is meese. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. It made sense. I was in, like, fourth grade. And that was smart thinking on that, your part. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh. but I have been to Alaska. It's a beautiful place right down in the Kenai Peninsula. And, you know, I know... Uh, Charlie Bramer's on the show quite a bit, and he spent some time in Alaska, but beautiful place. Go there if you ever get the chance. But I went in June, so oh. it was a lot nicer. Do lot they have, beautiful. like, summers? They do have summers. Okay. <laughs> they do have summers. It's pretty temperate. I assume it's comparable to probably to Marquette's summers. I mean, okay. I think it's comparable to kind of, like, short-lived. Right, a little yeah. bit. But, you know, once it gets to that really golden weeks yeah. that golden time period gets really really pretty and i think it's probably what we're gonna get up here in marquette i've never been up here for summer so no, i'm excited for my first one it's beautiful the, the snow doesn't melt, melt to like great. june though ouch <laughs> sorry well that's all right i'm gonna have to experience it <laughs> some point. rachel zerby from abc marquette is in the studio with us we are out of time as always appreciate you being here Thank looking forward you. to next week and uh, hopefully Temple's got a coach yeah, by really. this time next week. Maybe, who knows? And he's going to stick. <laughs> That's it for us in the sports pen. Thanks for tuning in. Back on tomorrow. Signing off until then, this is Tanner Hoops for ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.